and welcome into a special breaking news PHNX Cardinals live podcast. Johnny Venerable, Saul Bookman. We're here on Black Monday, Saul, and Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury are both gone from the Arizona Cardinals franchise. It was announced just moments ago via the team site, among other sources. Cliff Kingsbury has been fired as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals following a four-year stint with the Redbirds. Steve Keim officially out, although it didn't say if he was fired. But he is no longer the acting GM. We can speculate about if he could come back, whatever that looks like. But Saul, your initial reactions as this is a brand new day for Cardinal fans following this disastrous four and thirteen season. I'm I'm stunned to be honest yeah. with you. I didn't I didn't know if Michael Bidwell was going to actually make this move. Um, I knew Kime. I think I think uh, you know with Kime it was a, a little bit of a different situation. But um, with Cliff. I don't know. There was just this gut feeling that I, I felt like maybe he wouldn't do it. Maybe yeah. he just wouldn't do it. Maybe just the numbers weren't bad enough yet. Um, but clearly, uh, again, you know, I th- we had this discussion yesterday in the office about Michael Bidwell and how he's different from his dad. And um, I'm not so sure his his pops would have done this, no. um, this made this move. And so kudos to Michael for actually pulling the trigger and, and, and really moving this team to a, to a different level now and, and hopefully a brighter future because it just wasn't working with Cliff. Michael Bidwell is eating a bunch of guaranteed money in this process, and that's what we have to emphasize. We're going to get into the coaching search, the GM search, all that. But Cliff Kingsbury had four guaranteed years left on his deal, and he had a fifth-year option. Seven and a half million dollars per year, over thirty million dollars. Then you couple that with Kime, and again, Kime's leave I think factors into this why he wasn't outright fired. Potentially, there's probably some legal ramifications of coming out and saying a lot of those things. But the big news is Kime's not making that third overall pick. Someone else is in charge of this team and this personnel. But I'm with you, Saul. The tea leaves this morning, and I just kept having to remind myself: this is the Bidwell family. They do things on their own time. They are not reactionary, a la they don't want to be Houston last night firing a coach right after the game. So we all thought, at least I did, that if they were going to make a move, it was going to be this morning. And it took a little longer than I think a lot of the fan base wanted. But again, kudos to Michael Bidwell. The fan base, if you look just, you know, our, you know, fan comments here in the chat, you look at the team site, the social media affiliated with the team. It was 90% negative toward Cliff Kingsbury. Not the person, but the coach. And you could not go into next year. It would have been incredibly difficult to try to increase morale for a team that's won one home game in 15 months and say, we're going to bring Cliff Kingsbury back because Saul, the only reason they would have done that was because of the money attached to his contract. And you and I sat at the combine. No one was demanding for Cliff and Kime to be extended. That was a Michael Bidwell rogue issue. So he had to clean up his mess today, and kudos for him. He's doing it because nobody was demanding these extensions. So he has to be the one that that eats this money at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I think this is, you know, uh, uh, Ian Rappaport, uh, Cardinals updated, put it in there, and and I've seen it on Twitter already about um, Ian Rappaport saying this felt like it might have been a mutual decision. Um, I I, Listen, I think looking at Cliff, I think he was – he was at, at the end of the road himself. Like yeah. he just looked yeah. like he was a worn down kind of individual. And, um, and that it felt like no matter what he was throwing at the wall, nothing was sticking. Um, yeah. So listen, I, I think, I think Cliff Kingsbury's work ethic. Um, I won't question that at all. I think no. he did everything he possibly could to try and get this team to where it needed to be. Yeah. I just don't think that they, he had the, the, the skill set or the, really the, the mindset of how to change things and what direction to change things. And it's, it's, it, listen, it's, it's a nuanced gift. 
it, it really is to be an NFL coach. And Cliff mm-hmm. Kingsbury's learning that. Um, and, and he just wasn't prepared to be an NFL head coach at this level for this period of time. And things kind of listen, when when things started to go awry, the problem was is he could never get it back on track. You even go back to last year when they had such a great start to the season. Once mm-hmm. things started to fall apart, it was like you were falling off a cliff and you're trying to grab the rope and you just couldn't grab the rope. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and this year it just continued. It never stopped. So um, it, listen, I think this is a positive move. I don't even think it's just a positive move for the Cardinals. I think it's a positive move for Cliff Kingsbury too. I That's think right. he probably needs a, a fresh start somewhere else. Maybe he goes back to college. Who knows? But the Cardinals, this is a new day. I think a lot of people are excited because they just didn't see this happening to be yeah. honest with you. And I think that, that really bought into the excitement today. We are joined by my counterpart, Bo Brock, live from the Tempe facility with the Arizona Cardinals. It is announced, Bo Brock, after this dismissal that Michael Bidwell and company are going to meet with the media at 2 p.m. What's the vibe around the facility following this breaking news that I think a lot of Cardinal fans doubted would actually happen? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a little bit of relief there, no doubt about it. It was uh, people were kind of cautiously optimistically awaiting this news and there was kind of some anticipation leading up to it you had a full uh just contingent of of media members covering this team that were here for the players kind of cleaning out their lockers this morning we talked to the likes of you know trace mcsorley and zach allen and greg dorch not like big you know leaders of this team by any means but uh you know james connor maybe one of those guys didn't really know what was going to happen. So I think everybody was in the same boat. There were the reports, obviously, that Bidwill was kind of researching some coaching candidates even before making this move. But now that's uh, where we are. I mean, it, it came down, Rap Sheet, Schefter, all the big dogs as far as the reports are concerned, made it. And then the team just made it official a few moments ago. We're going to hear from Bidwill, as he said, 2 p.m. And for the first time, you know, since he's taken over the, the reins as the owner, He's going to be up there by himself, no time, because he stepped away, obviously, with the with the health issues. So uh, anticipated it, and here we are. And I think we're going to be able to dive into that press conference. We will have a 4 p.m. show today, so don't worry about that. Bo is going yeah. to be on the scenes. We're going to be live again later today. But I think it's a good sign for people who are worried about internal promotions immediately. Michael, by all accounts, is scheduled to meet alone, and we've got this statement yep from the team that was just released moments ago with regard to the dismissal of Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. This is from the team site. We have announced that head coach Cliff Kingsbury has been relieved of his duties. In addition, general manager Steve Kime has decided to step away from his position in order to focus on his health. The team wishes them well and thanks them for both of their contributions. So I'll couple that with a tweet from Kyle Odegaard, gentleman that I'll read, basically stating that Steve Kime will not be back with the organization or will not be a part of the organization. So I, there's a lot of confusion out there. Like is Kime still going to mingle and meddle? Will he find a different role to settle into? I don't know. I feel like there is significant momentum with everything that's happening with Kime. They will probably have some kind of settlement bow, some kind of payout, but he he's not going to be affiliated with the Cardinals. That's at least yeah. what I'm reading online. Not our problem. Not the fans' problem any any longer. I mean, that's I think right. that's where the, that's where the relief is. I mean, I, you, we sit here on Black Monday, January 9th, after the uh, an abysmal season at four and thirteen, and this this fan base finally the two most polarizing figures of this organization are are no longer with, and and they can move forward, and then they can be hopeful about you know what could come down, what what changes in the works for the Arizona Cardinals. But after going four and thirteen, and after having one of the more uh, 
I guess, less exciting runs to the playoffs where I think everybody was skeptical about, you know, what they could do. Now you've got, after about a year and a half of, you know, those validate those being validated, uh, this, this organization can move forward and seek out its new leadership. So let me ask you, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me, let me ask you this question because I think that, you know, you grew up here, Arizona state Cardinals, right? Bill Bidwell in his heyday, <laughs> keeping coaches. People talked about, you know, the Cardinals promoting Vince Tobin internally and then firing him subsequently. There was always cost factors into it. Do you think Michael Bidwell A bought man was himself- roasted in Sun Devil Stadium? Right. Do you think he- Michael Bidwell <laughs> bought himself some credibility with these new age fans in the desert that he is not like his late father, not as a person, but as an owner by swallowing all this money? Oh, a million percent. His yeah. listen. Uh, the, the, the late Mr. B never would have done this. Never. He would not eat contracts. He would not waste money. Hell, we were talking about a story uh, the other day about how, uh, one, uh, former draft pick, uh, was getting compensation and it was supposed to be like a million dollars. And he got a check for $999,992 because the $8 FedEx was taken off the top. Like, That's the kind of money-saving tactics that this organization used to be a part of. And now it's not like that. It's just not like that anymore. I I think, listen, Michael Bidwell, from the time that he's taken over the franchise, has not been like his dad. I just – I refuse to believe that because I sat there in those hot-ass bleachers thinking, how could we possibly get better? I remember them flirting with Joe Montana back in the day and Joe Montana going into the Kansas City Chiefs instead because this organization was such a a dumpster fire and a mess. I remember the Buddy Ryan days and how they tried to make a move, and Buddy Ryan's personality was really what – move the team to get a couple of his former guys because they wanted some dogs in that room. But overall, it just, there was not a lot of movement for this franchise in terms of getting high profile free agents. And now in the last 15, 10, 15 years, you've seen guys want to take, you've seen JJ Watt come, you've seen other guys want to take that chance to come to this organization. And I think that's in large part because of Michael Bidwell. And I'll give Steve crime credit too. He was huge in getting some of these guys and making some of the moves, Carson Palmer, into the fold. Um, And and so he he deserves a lot of credit in that regard. But this last era, this last four or five years, has just been a really bad time in Arizona Cardinals land outside of the beginning of last year. It just – there wasn't a lot of optimism going forward once they fell apart last year. And you can kind of see the writing on the wall. You just didn't think that that was going to actually come to fruition. So – Bo, we've got this tweet from Tyler Drake of Arizona Sports mm-hmm. basically uh, settling a rap sheet uh, quote from a video basically saying this was a mutual parting of ways. Can you confirm that? Do you feel like Cliff Kingsbury and Michael Bidwell said, shook hands and said, we're going to part ways mutually? But Cliff, if he did that, if he walked away, he's not going to get this guaranteed money. Cliff Kingsbury was fired, right? He wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't resign. Yeah, I mean, you saw the statement from the organization. There, there was no yeah. mutual parting of the ways. I mean, did they come to an agreement as far as something that could work mutually, potentially? I mean, that's yeah. what Rapshoot's saying. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think. I mean, when you look as far as what how things have kind of gone down this morning and and how this season has transpired, uh, you know, Cliff probably was like, there was a part of him that wanted to kind of be given his walking papers and not have to continue as their head coach after everything that they've been through. So, you know, maybe he was more accepting of, of a buyout that instead of just saying, Hey, you know, 
fire me and, and I'll take, you know, the entire sum of what I'm owed. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's what Rap Sheet's getting to. Uh, we're also seeing from Ian Rappaport that, you know, Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator, this was a storyline that was reported before the game even this weekend that yeah. Vance Joseph, what was it, Albert Breer said, uh, is the leading candidate. And Rap Sheet said it, as far as the respect of Joseph in this building, he will get uh, at least an interview, it sounds like, to be the next head coach. And let's 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 pivot to that because we got people in the comments saying Rap Sheet believes VJ will be the next head coach. I haven't seen that confirmed. Ian said he's got a good chance. Uh, to me, and I'm I'm not trying to put words in anybody's mouth. That feels like damage control today, Saul. That feels yeah. like you don't make this move to fire Cliff just to promote Vance. No, you, know, like, you just keep you just keep status quo. You keep no. status quo, and you say Vance. Vance already has a, a, a temperature on this team. He just allowed tw- the second most points in the NFL, Saul. Yeah, Rappaport also said that um, a sleeper to keep an eye on is uh, Wink Martindale from the Giants. Um, he's also been uh, – he's in the fold in terms of getting in the opportunity to maybe pr- potentially uh, interview for this job. So there's a lot of – there's going to be a lot of names thrown out. But I, I, I did want to go back to this real quick. I think Michael Bidwell doing this move – the way he has now orchestrated it um, was the only way to move this franchise forward. You have to strip this thing down to the studs. You need a fresh view on how to do things. That's why me personally, I think as much as I love A-Dub and I love Quentin Harris, I don't know if that's necessarily the voice you want to keep hearing every single day in that organization because they were born and bred through this organization. Like this is, this is what they know. And so uh, having a different look, uh, a different view on things, I think is necessary to be honest. And so whatever head coach comes in by way of the GM, whoever the GM or GMs could, it could be, it it matters. And I I think you need to completely strip this down to the studs. Also, I I agree with that. And and I am kind of relieved. And I think the fans would be relieved that it's going to be Bidwell. It's not going to be the guys holding down the GM spot. As you mentioned, Dub Harris, uh, you know, with that interim tag sitting up there with them, because as much as I want them to get a fair shot at this thing uh, and, and their work to be reviewed, honestly, uh, that, you know, this is something that they they do. They do their entire due diligence on it. And, and they yeah. it's a full blown search for both positions. And if, if at the end of the day, they're the the the, the, co- the tandem, the co GM thing is, is the best route for this organization, then good. But go talk to get some fresh ideas, have some conversations about what the right path forward is with this organization. And, and uh, I'm okay I'm okay with them interviewing Vance Joseph. I'm yeah, okay with them interviewing Jan- Vance Joseph. I just don't want them to hire him because if you talk to any of our friends at DMVR and if you just watch what he's done with this organization on the defensive side of the ball, which to me he was the head coach of the defensive side. They he's like, been the Clifton head coach. Cliff didn't have any say on the defensive side. Um, the numbers speak for themselves. The development speaks for themselves. Like, I just don't think that he's the path forward whatsoever. Not the candidate, not the the front runner, not this is the end-all be-all. Because Michael Bidwell, Bo, and Saul is going to take the podium today, and he's going to talk about process and due diligence. He could have been reactionary. He could have said, I'm going to fire Cliff Kingsbury during the bye week, and I'm going to promote Vance Joseph, and then I'm going to make Vance Joseph my permanent head coach. He didn't do that. He had a chance to make Vance his head coach during the season. He chose not to do that. So why now would you turn around in January when the defense looks – let's be honest, I know they didn't have all their horses out there yesterday, but San Francisco called the dogs off. You gave up 38 points yesterday in about three quarters against Brock Purdy, who's been playing well. 
But I, we've seen Vance Joseph's defense win healthy, right? And they're middle of the pack, right? They're not elite. They're not great. It's not a. It's not D'Amico Ryan's out there coordinating the defense. But here's the thing about Vance Joseph, and we talked about it during every Hard Knocks post game show that we've done. We got hell yeah, we got one more to do on Wednesday. Vance is a leader of men, and he and he is a very impressive individual. That doesn't mean he's a great head coach. And I yeah. think Michael Bidwell putting this out there because we know Rap Sheet, friend of the program has a relationship with the Cardinals. He got the addendum news out there before anybody else, the contract extension. This is, I believe, Michael Bidwell, Solombo, basically letting everybody know we're going to be respectful of Vance, the process, especially when we botched the Steve Wilkes situation. But we're going to interview a bunch of people, and you should. Yeah. I mean, we, we need to see what the Denver Broncos are doing today. I need to see tweet after tweet of the top you know, candidates Lock, lining up interviews, no doubt about it. But, yeah, show some respect to your guy. I mean, he's been here uh, just as long as Cliff. And, you know, ha- give, give him the benefit of an of a interview and, and say nice things about him in the media. That's, that's you know, the least you could do. Uh, I mean, he could potentially be with a new team at the end of, you know, after this is all said and done. But, yeah, I mean, it, it hurt. There's, there's nothing I'm exactly with Saul. He, he absolutely, you know, no problem with the interview, no problem with what's being said in the media. Yeah, uh, Jalen Blair in the chat said, ain't no way if I was Vance Joseph. Um, uh, I, I'm sorry, ain't no way in hell. If I was Vance Joseph, I wouldn't want this job. He'd basically be Card's version of Lovey Smith. And I, to, a, to a certain degree. You would. I, 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 yeah. I mean, to, to a certain degree, yes. Now, of course, the Texans are a dumpster fire uh, in itself. Uh, so it's a little bit of a different situation. But. Listen, Vance Joseph would have to turn this organization around year one. There, you could not go five and twelve or six and eleven and, and still feel comfortable about that. Like, and, and listen, Vance Joseph is very—he's very articulate. He can articulate very well. He's yeah. eloquent. He's a professional guy. Like he just is. Right. He comes across in the in the best of ways. I just don't think that he's a great head coaching candidate. The defensive coordinator, eh, he's okay. He's yeah. he's he's a mid-defensive coordinator. He's yeah. not even an elite defensive coordinator. No. So why would you go that route? You need to put together with this hiring, not the next year, the next three to five years. Cement your legacy now. Cement your future. No, Nothing screams future about Vance Joseph. Stopgap, yeah. right? Like putting out fires because... You're gonna gonna have Kyler Murray in September. We don't think, but if you're Michael Bidwell, you can't fire Vance Joseph after next season. If you were to hire him as your new as your new head coach, that's a horrible look, and he knows that. So if you really want to hire Vance Joseph, you're at minimum committing to two years because you've already done a one and done with Wilkes. You signed Cliff to an extension. You fired him right afterwards. That's what tells me. Just ignore the noise right now. Ignore the noise. Believe in what they do, not what they say. I, Michael Bidwell, I think, is going to have one of his best press conferences today because he's already shown us, gentlemen, with these moves, Bo's skeptical. Bo's going to be there front row. He already showed us that he's different. I've been here for those. Because he ate the money. But he ate the money, Bo, and he said, I'm not going to – Vance Joseph isn't making – you can pivot off of Vance Joseph. Plus, the Cardinals want to be the anti-Houston Texans. They want to be respected within coaching circles. And if you fire Vance Joseph and he he came here because Cliff didn't have any context, you had to court Vance Joseph here, and he got an extension, and he's been showcased on hard knocks, you need to make him feel like he's got a real shot. And not give him false hope, but you got to make him feel like he's loved here. Right, and he's—I mean—we're hearing all the right things from the players, the people who played for him, the guys who coach with him, the guys in this building. But only one opinion matters, right? 
and that guy has been playing everything pretty close to the best so far. We didn't hear kudos really to Michael reports. Bidwell. Yeah. Kudos to so, him. Hey, that's that's where you should have some optimism to what you said as far as you expect, you know, a, a pretty electric press conference at 2 p.m. Yeah, I think it's from gonna the Cardinals owner because it, it's going to be the first time that he's not up there with with Kime. He's he's not. It's not a, a couple guys making the decisions. It's, it's it's Bidwell finally making the decision what he right. feels best is for this organization. So yeah, it absolutely, kind of drown out the noise and, until we start to see some concrete reports come out about who could potentially be the next head coach. Real quick, so I want to jump in here. Bo just made a great point. No one knew what the Cardinals were doing until this morning, until it was announced that they were firing Cliff Kingsbury. Everyone was guessing, including us, like we wanted to believe change was coming. Nobody definitively knew. Michael Bidwell supposedly is keeping things so close to the vest. This this coaching search, this GM search, nobody knew anything. So this Vance Joseph stuff came out because Michael Bidwell wants it to come out. And kudos to him, Saul, because maybe he's got a new inner circle. That doesn't include a bunch of his business partner cronies. Maybe it's just Michael saying, I know too much shit got out in the offseason. It was embarrassing. It bled into the season, the off-the-field issues. Now I'm, I'm keeping everything in-house, and I'm only letting out what I want to get out. A million percent. A million percent. And that's honestly, that's how it should be. Like, he's the one right. that is the ultimate ruler of Cardinals uh, the, the Cardinals kingdom. And, and listen, right. I think he's going to do his due diligence in trying to find the, the perfect candidate. Listen, so. this next head coach, whoever this next head coach is, it, it's it's got to be a home run higher in one way 100%. or the other. Either A, by name, like yeah. so you got like, you know, a Sean Payton or, or Jim Harbaugh type of guy coming in here that nationally it draws attention. It gets your fan base excited. And I know Harbaugh is probably debatable in terms of excitement, but um, but you know what I'm saying in terms of the excitement overall, right? Or this guy has a track record of success that's un- undeniable as a coordinator, and they come in and they own the press conference, right? One of those two things has to happen. If yeah. you go with a Vance Joseph, it's not gonna it's not gonna energize the fan base. It's not uh, on paper. It doesn't make much sense. So nothing nothing will get you energized about this. So you have yeah. to get the the right guy to come in here and really own this organization from top to bottom outside of the owner suite. It's got to happen. Uh, this is from Josina Anderson, and I'm gonna we're going to get it on the screen here uh, momentarily. Friend but of the she, program, by the way. Yeah, friend of the program. We love Josina. We're going to chat with her at the NFL Combine. Hopefully you have her on. But this is from Josina Anderson. I'm told when Cliff Kingsbury met with the staff to inform them of the news, he had a surprised and distraught look and demeanor on his face. That doesn't sound like a mutual parting of ways. Subsequently, staff were told some of them may be retained. So I know there's a lot of questions going around. Who's going to keep what job? Blah, blah, blah. Bo, you've speculated. Could, you know, special teams coordinator be stuck around following, you know, the, the dismissal of Cliff Kingsbury. He was around during the Steve Wilkes era and, and has got uh, to keep his job. So that's from Josina Anderson. I want to thank Brandon Buckingham for our $1.99 Super Chat. Head coaching picks, Peyton and Ryans. Uh, love both of those options. I'm going to go on a limb right now. I, I'm going to almost guarantee, gentlemen, that Sean Payton's going to meet with Michael Bidwell, and they're going to have a conversation. Now, whether that culminates, I don't know. Rab Sheet and company are already reporting there's mutual interest, and I, I think that at least to appease the fan base, Michael Bidwell, Bo, is going to have an opportunity to meet with Sean Payton. Yeah, absolutely. A guy with – Drew Brees that helped turn around a franchise post-Katrina, 16 seasons, most of them successful with the Saints, including a Super Bowl ring, Lombardi trophy for those 
for the Saints. They used to be the Aints. Remember, they used to wear the bags on their heads. Yeah. What's their What's their rally cry? Who that? Right. Yeah. Ours is we want that. We want that. We want Sean Payton <laughs> to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. But I I like the top the trio that's being bandied around. Payton Harbaugh's already reportedly given an interview to the, the Broncos. Get an interview with Harbaugh. Get an interview with the top coordinator. Saul's talking about the the top coordinator got to be D'Amico Ryan's what he's done with that 49ers defense it's undeniable those are your three and then let's start sprinkling in and, and just do your due diligence as far as the head coaching search go and Sweet, we that's got the top two candidates those are the top two candidates Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryan's listen if D'Amico Ryan's gets this job this whole fan base will will party in the streets because not only have you hired a a, a, a very highly high caliber head coach but yeah. you've also taken taken something away from your rival in within the division, which is significant, especially the way the 49ers are trending right now. They don't look like they're going to be stopped anytime soon. Um, you got to do something to kind of uh, weaken the beast. Yeah, it just it's one of those things where news immediately gets out for somebody being uh, a candidate like a Vance Joseph. When does that ever come to fruition? That always feels like a PR move to kind of lessen the blow a little bit. And that's not to take a shot on Vance. He's going to be employed somewhere in the NFL. I just, I don't think to solve your point, you got to get somebody that can get this fan base energized. You got to get, you've won one home game in 15 months. Vance Joseph's defense that allowed almost 27 points per game this year is not going to enthuse the fan base, but let's talk. This is a point of healing. This is a fresh start, new GM, new head coach, third overall pick. I want to pivot quickly to the news of Steve Keim being let go by the franchise in some capacity, one way or the other. That means the Cardinals will have a new general manager. And I know a lot of people, there was speculation, could the co-GM thing work? Quentin Harris, Adrian Wilson. But are we, are we ready to throw some water on that? Because it would have felt like if that was going to happen, Michael Bidwell would have just made both of them co-GM today. Would he not have? I mean, what I anticipate happening today is they're going to open up a search for, for both these positions, and they're going to get their interviews. They're going to get their opportunities. They've already had the ability to put, you know, show what they look like day-to-day holding the interim tag after Steve Kime stepped away for health-related reasons in, in early December. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I think you, you can anticipate hearing that from Bidwell and, and them not saying, hey, this, that's what we're going to move forward with, and we'll remove the, the interim tag when we feel it's necessary. So you should – if you're looking for a new GM, you want to get some fresh eyes on this, uh, that take solace that it's going to be Bidwill solo, as we know right now, at 2 p.m. So, And, and with, with that, you know, with, with the kind part of this, it, it re-energizes the fan base from the standpoint of, hey, with that third overall pick, with tons of draft capital, eight picks as of right now, you can get excited about the draft those three days. And That's right, baby. Find impact makers day one, day two, and maybe some diamonds in the rough, some six rounders that can make their way onto the playing field. So no longer those days where it's you get excited and then you have to temper those expectations because guys aren't getting PT or they're not, you know, Holton being able to to contribute at this level. I don't want to play conspiracy theory, but let's do it. We let's want just, it. Let's just do it, right? Yeah. Let's let's just let's just say okay, we want to promote from within. However, we're going to do this a different way. You promote Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson, mm-hmm. but you tell Sean Payton that he's kind of the leader of the trio, if you will, sure. and he has just as much personnel say as as those two, and it's kind of an an equal footing, so to speak. So that way, Sean Payton feels like he has you know personnel control to a degree. Yeah. 
but yeah. he's also the head coach. I think that's something he he wants. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a win-win if you if you if you're Michael Bidwell in terms of promoting from within and having somebody that you feel comfortable with within the organization. When you hand off the reins to somebody else from outside the organization as well, um, it's kind of a 50-50 battle there. So it it it, it kind of makes sense to me. I don't hate yeah, it. But- and here's if if I'm Sean Payton, I gotta have sign off on that when I meet with Michael Bidwell. And yeah. if I say I don't want those guys, I want my own guy. I want Jeff Ireland from New Orleans. Michael's like, okay, we're gonna bring in Jeff Ireland. Let's let's make yeah. it happen. But I think Sean will know, Bo. Quentin Harris has got an interview job for a GM with Chicago Bears. Uh, Adrian Wilson was basically begged by Byron Leftwich to become the new GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are qualified, but they are internal. And so a lot of us have red flags with that. But again, co-GM, full GM, we need to see the process be put into place before any of those moves are made. And then yeah. I think we're, we'll be able to digest it a little bit better that Michael didn't make a snap judgment. And today showed you this is a new sign of life with this franchise. The old Cardinals would have done Let's bring back everybody, co-GMs. I'm comfortable being comfortable, Bo. Right. I mean, the last external GM that was hired by this organization, 1994, that was when Saul was going to these football games and just roasting <laughs> his ass off at Sun Devil Stadium. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's long overdue. You need some you need some fresh, fresh perspective on it. And, look, yes. per the NFL and, and per Adam Schefter, Sean Payton can't talk with anybody until January 17th. That's a week from tomorrow. So I, I would assume that you're not making any decisions on anything until then. You're going to interview Vance during that time. Come on, Vance. Sure. Let's get let's get let's get your interview in and out. Uh, I want to get to a couple of these super chats if we could appreciate everybody. Like this video if you're new to PHNX, PHNX Sports, PHNX Cardinals. We are doing five live shows every single week. Your premium Arizona Cardinal podcast. This is from Trevor Sean Payton saying he's gathering on All Star co- uh, coaching staff. Shooting tree, Michael Bidwell. Hell yeah! If he wants to get this franchise back on track, Trevor. If he wants somebody to take over for Kime, which he, uh, you know, gave a lot of personnel control to, basically said, "Kime, you run my football organization from a from a player standpoint." Why can't he do that with Sean Payton? But that would be much more appropriate, um, Trevor, than doubling down and saying, "Coach him." I mean, we appreciate that, my man. We appreciate your contributions to the channel. Dollar ninety nine there. $2 super chat from Frank. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It certainly is. Because again, <laughs> this has been a shit sandwich for about two and a half months. This franchise has not done many things right in that span. And it would have been a gutted feeling for this fan base to wake up today and say, we're going to run it back next year. But again, no matter what happens, you should take solace in knowing that Michael Bidwell is willing to spend money to get away from the problem and hopefully Saul write a big fat check to remedy the problem, a la a big time head coach. Um, I, I will. I want to address Craig Morgan's uh, uh, comment right here. It says people who believe Adrian Wilson would be Steve Kimes' puppet don't know a dub. That's an absurd take on so many levels. A million percent. Listen, yes, he's great friends with Steve Kime. Yes, Steve Kime, you know, has kind of you know been a mentor to a dub to a certain degree. But just like all of us, whenever we get into a position where we actually have control. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, like you're going to do it your own way. And a dub is my favorite player of, of all time in, in Cardinals history. A dub. Every time I've ever met him, he's got that kind of swag where he's like, yeah, I'm gonna do this shit the way I want to do it. Like, yeah, he's always been like, he's been like that on the field too. Like, yeah. And that's why he was one of the best safeties we've ever had. Like, so I don't believe I, we just don't know much about him as a, as an evaluator of talent. 
as a as a recruiter of sorts to try and get free agents. Like that's the thing that's we're all kind of a, a miss about right now. So that's that's why I think a lot of people want an external. Listen, we've seen this organization and how far they can get with with internal candidates. I think people want an external candidate to see how far this 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 franchise can really take it. I want to get to part two here of a Josina Anderson tweet that has come out a couple minutes ago on top of the fact that Cliff Kingsbury looked distraught when he was addressing his coaches. This is part two. Thank you, producer Emma. A Cardinals team meeting had been set for noon local time. Then a text went out about an hour ago indicating a pre-meeting during which the news came out per league source. Some had received indication already via social media. Um, that's not surprising. That's how the league operates now. I mean, things happen quickly. T- things change. That's why Bo and I on the postgame show last night were not freaking out when Cliff Kingsbury was supposedly made available to the media today. That's old news. Steve Wilkes was supposed to do the same thing. I, th- this franchise, again, I don't want to say they're flying by the seat of their pants. Just Michael Bidwell, hopefully Bo, is the only person really in the know right now. And then he's delegating. We're going to take it one step at a time. Okay, Kime, you're gone. Cliff Kingsbury, you're gone. Now I have a press conference. No other news is going to get out. And I, I I love that mindset. This this franchise has not been buttoned up for the last calendar year, and it looks like Michael Bidwell is willing to make some changes there. Yeah, we talked to players, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes before this news came out, and nobody was really anticipating anything. Nobody uh, thought change was coming or was indicated that it, it was coming down the pike shortly. So, like James Conner said, you guys are anticipating change. I don't know anything yet. So, I mean, that's one of their leaders in the, in the locker room. That's right. He didn't know anything about this. And, you know, John Josh Weinfuss tweeted out while we were in the locker room that that meeting was set for noon and then a pre-meeting. I mean, that's, that's all you need to know right there. Uh, it, it's a shame that guys – who, who played under Kingsbury had to find out via social media. You hope not too many of them, uh, but regardless, change has been made. Here And here's the thing. It's got to be about winning games at the end of the day. And I know a lot of people are caught up, you know, externally about you can't fire Cliff and Kime after a one-year extension. Those guys are have made generational wealth for the rest of their life. They, they will hopefully be fine, especially Steve, hopefully health concerns, those subsidize, and he's able to live a long and happy life with his family. But the Cardinals don't win enough games. This is a football franchise right now that looked at a 4-13 and season and said, not good enough. We're going to make a change. We're not going to have false realities, Saul, on the fact that we won 11 games the year before. That, that wasn't really who the Cardinals were. And kudos for Michael Bidwell because they compounded their mistake last offseason. They said, we're going to run it back. Ertz, A.J. Green, James Conner, uh, we're, we're just going to run this whole thing back because that's the team we were. And then we found out this roster was a house of cards. It didn't have a stable group of depth. The coaching was in over its head. The GM was well past his due to, to be let go. And so Michael said, okay, this is actually who we are, so we're going to make changes now. And I think you should feel great about that if you're a Cardinal fan today because they're identifying what's not working, not doubling down on what they believe was really the team from that 7-0 and start last year. Yeah, a million percent. Like, again, it's all about what, what we do now. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, I think we've we've gotten to this point where we feel good about the the decision that the franchise is heading now. Um, so, you know, we, we, it was going negative for quite a while. And now we're, we're back on the positive trajectory. Now, yeah. the next the next step is who you're going to bring in, who how are they going to make an impact on this organization and really change the culture? Not again, not only that's the thing about Phoenix. That's the thing about Arizona is that we have a culture that is just not a championship level culture. And no. that's why you see so many kind of fair weather bandwagon fans from time to time. 
in this valley is because they just don't the trust they we have trust issues in the valley that's just what it is and the next head coach that comes in has got to know and the gm that comes in has got to know like what's really at hand and how you got to change the culture and i think michael bidwell has done a good job of getting the the right people to change shift that culture because i'm telling you it's a million percent different than it was in those sun devil days i'm telling you it's not even close they've come a long way but they still have a lot of uh, a long way to go, and I think they can get there. And yeah. we're going to help them get there because that's what we do here at PHNX. That's we right. Try to build that community, baby. But it's all about what the next steps are, and whatever coach that comes in has got to embrace that and really be like, listen, you're either with us or you're against us. So don't be don't be fickle. Jump on this big red bandwagon and let's fucking rock. Hey, and don't discredit, gentlemen, the sale of the Phoenix Suns. We don't know who this new owner is, but he's not the prior regime. And Michael Bidwell feeling some heat like, hot damn, I my franchise isn't buttoned up right now. I got to get this right with some qualified people because the Suns, albeit having a tough stretch right now, are going to NBA Finals. They're a number one seed in the regular season. They've got new ownership now. They Okay, I know we're dogging on the Suns right now. It's a tough example right now. Right now. Let's not have a short-term memory. Let's not have a short-term memory. Hang on a second. I want to get to this comment, Super Chat. Uh, Aris uh, Johnson in the chat, Juicin in the chat, 499. Thank you, my guy. I do wish Cliff the best of luck. Super classy here. Uh, he did all he could, just wasn't enough as an NFL coach. He's a good guy, and a lot of people like him. Yeah. Perfectly stated. Yeah. Great really human percent. being. Nice to us. Nice to, to PHNX. Nice to the media. Probably shouldn't be a head coach right now. Is going to get an OC job, a QB job. He's made generational wealth. He can hold his head up high. That here's what I say. This is the biggest compliment I can give Cliff Kingsbury. This franchise has been a disaster off the field. He's the only one that kept it together. When Hollywood Brown got arrested, who'd they go to? Cliff Kingsbury. When Steve Kime had to leave the team, what happened? Cliff's up in front of the media. Not Michael Bidwell. When everything happened in Mexico City with Sean Kugler, who answered for it? Cliff Kingsbury. All the contract stuff with Kyler Murray this offseason, Cliff Kingsbury. He is a. He's been a professional for this franchise that hasn't had enough professionals. Now, is he a good head coach? Probably not. But Cliff right. deserves his flowers, Bo, at minimum, because he was the only grown-up at times in the room. And, and what he was able to do the previous three seasons. I mean, he, he yeah. got this team from 2018 where they were just an absolute disaster, and it was part of the solution as far as digging themselves out. And and Kyler Murray had success his first three seasons. You know, obviously, offensive rookie of the year, two Pro Bowl appearances for Kyler. That's important. He's gotten yeah. to this level. Now they need to take him to the to the next gear. Uh, yeah, two things can be true as far as Cliff Kingsbury. You're not rooting for this guy to get fired. You don't well. You don't wish anything ill on the guy. He did everything with professionalism, and you respect that. But also, you know, this team hit a ceiling. This team needed change. This team needed new direction. And in order to get to that next step or to get back on track, he needed to to move on. I, yeah. Listen, we 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 met Cliff at the combine last year. Um, he took, I, I'm telling you people, he took an hour of his time because some guy said that he used to live in Lubbock and they talked for an hour. It was some random fan that just yeah. caught him on the side and he spent an hour talking to him about Lubbock. And then after that, we're walking out and I introduced myself and he spent another five to 10 minutes walking with Johnny and I out the building, just talking about a bunch of different things and just cordial, very nice guy. The type of dude that you would love to just grab a beer with. Like I, I genuinely hope that he finds success somewhere else. Um, yeah. But again, like sometimes you're just not a fit for the organization that you're with. 
and and for the job that's required. And that's okay. It's okay to admit that and move on. And I think that's what Bidwell did. Um, and hopefully Cliff can can land on his feet somewhere else. But again, yeah, I'm I'm not going to cry over somebody that's probably making about thirty five to forty million dollars for the next several years, really for nothing. This is one uh, of thirty two. One of thirty two. Right. It's not. Yes. It's, it's it takes a very special person to be able to do what these coaches do. And, and we see so often, I mean, that's why this coaching carousel each and every time every black Monday is a thing because we see, and we're going to see more of these numbers come out like five to six to seven. We saw nine at one point, I think it was that last year or two years ago. I mean, it's because this game is brutal. And even if you have success early on, it doesn't mean that you're going to have the same, the same success going forward to sustain success. It's so tough. Uh, I mean, we get kind of desensitized to it by watching like the Belichick's and the Brady's of the world, you know, continually find themselves in the playoffs and the Super Bowl where it's, this is such a hard league and so competitive and it can just chew people up and spit them out. Good people like Cliff Kingsbury. Vance Brandon, Joseph knows it. Vance yeah, Joseph yeah, said yeah. it on hard knocks. He said, Hey, these, these jobs, there's not a lot of these jobs in the NFL. Like these, this is a luxury job. Like you got to take advantage of your opportunities when they come across. You have to win games. Brandon Butterfield in the chat. I saw this as well. Per Bruce Feldman, something to keep an eye on with the Cardinals firing Cliff Kingsbury. There's been some talk in the coaching circles that if McVay stays with the Rams, Cliff may go to the Rams. Well, it was it was known that Cliff Kingsbury was invited by Sean McVay to join his postseason staff in the postseason that the Arizona Cardinals hired Cliff Kingsbury. So I, I don't discredit that at all. I think that's a realistic awesome. possibility. Great. And I'd be happy for him. I'd be happy if he went and joined Bill Belichick's staff, Bo. It's just father that, and that, son in that that's way. Right. Right? You, father you and should, son. <laughs> that shouldn't intimidate you. You that's should you daddy. When you break up with your ex, you can't spend time on Instagram and Facebook and social media looking and stalking your ex and, and because right. they're going to have some success, right? They're going to rebound. Hopefully, you got to focus on you, Michael Bidwell, and what you got to get right in the short term and the long term with this franchise. You can't be stewing over your ex. And I don't think Michael Bidwell has any issue with Cliff Kingsbury joining yeah. Sean McVay's staff. Saul's giving Two me wins. a dirty look right now. What's going Two on? Wins, I felt like you were like indirectly kind of talking about Cliff and, and his Instagram model girl or something. Oh, no. I, I didn't know where I mean, we were he, going with that. Dude, dude's, dude's in good shape there. I mean, he's, he's, he's winning life. We, I don't think that has to be has to be stated. But Cliff's, I'll Cliff's, say this. He's crushing it. I would say I would be shocked just hearing his comments uh, if just throughout this season if he returned to the college ring. I don't think that – I think yeah. he's done with that. He wants to stay at the pro level. He, he doesn't want to babysit. He doesn't want to have to uh, deal with 17 and 18 year olds anymore. 91 Claycomb in the chat. Schefter said major changes are coming with the Cardinals. Sean Payton on line one. That's why I'm, the Vance Joseph stuff. Just let's take a let's take a breath. Just let that stew for a little bit. They're going to interview Vance Joseph. That that does not fit with what Michael Bidwell is doing. Believe what they're doing, not what they say. And they want everybody to know that Vance Joseph's a candidate. But you you, you had the second-worst defense in the NFL. I'm sorry. Too many draft picks didn't play under your watch, didn't develop. Like, that, he's not the answer. And I think Michael Bidwell is smart enough, clearly, that he knows that. I want to pivot to something quickly, guys, because I, I got a lot of these DMs this morning. And we're hearing a lot of the talking heads externally from the Valley, national media, saying, this is not a good job. And then I look at what's going on in Houston and Indianapolis, right? Like, there's not a perfect job available. They say that every offseason. Here's what I know. The Arizona Cardinals, destination city. Everybody wants to live in Scottsdale. Who wouldn't want to live in Scottsdale, Paradise Valley? You've got an ownership now that looks like they're going to pay big money for a coach, right? If they're going to pay big money for a coach to walk away, you figure they're going to at least be competitive. You've got a top three draft pick. You've got a quarterback coming off an ACL, yes, but it's shown to be a franchise quarterback that's locked up. 
and you've got ample cap space to, to work with this offseason and basically a clean slate to do whatever the hell you want to do. I, bad bad franchise? No, no, no. That's Houston. Three coaches in three years. They've got a kooky ownership. Carolina doesn't have a quarterback. The Cardinals, to me, if I'm Sean Payton, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, like there's a lot going on here for you to come in and walk into an NFC West, which, oh, by the way, Saul, is kind of diminished now. I, I I know Geno Smith's going to the playoffs. Look at the NFC. The NFC is awful. They don't want to go to the AFC and play with, with all due respect to our DMVL, DMVR brothers and sisters now, the gauntlets of quality quarterbacks. The Cardinals are in a prime situation here to get a top dog coaching candidate. A million per- – dude, listen, you <laughs> – I'm telling you, people that say that this is like a, like a, a bad organization, they just don't know what bad organizations are all about. I, yeah. I, I promise you, like, that's just not the case with the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, do they have some things that they can correct and clean up? Sure, of course, from top to bottom. Um, you know, we've heard a lot of these rumblings uh, behind the scenes. And, and yeah, there's, there's, there's things that can be cleaned up. However, like this, this city, this organization can be – a high-level organization if they get the right people involved. We've seen this before. We saw it with um, uh, with Rod Graves and and uh, uh, Ken Wisenhunt. Yeah, they, thank yeah. you. Uh, Ken Wisenhunt taking them to the Super Bowl and having two years of success. Now they hit lightning in a bottle with Kurt Warner, but they, they saw that model and they tried to replicate it with Carson Palmer, which also yeah. worked. They got all the way to the yep. NFC Championship. Hell, they probably would have went to back-to-back NFC Championships if Carson Palmer doesn't tear his ACL against That's the Rams right. that year. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so they have a lot of – they have a track record of being able to get to certain points. It's just the consistency is what you're missing. And so there's a lot – there's too many ebbs and flows for this organization right now, and they need somebody that's going to come in and establish – good habits overall year to year and accountability to me is the biggest thing you have to be accountable and i'm not even just talking about off the field stuff how many fucking offsides or uh lineup call uh you know uh penalties did we get this year just a lack of discipline overall you know we we were talking about a camp cupcake you know what i mean right in terms of camp like country club yeah you know what i mean like you can't have that kind of mantra about you because people won't take you seriously and players won't take you seriously. Players want to be coached. Good yeah. players want to be coached. So if you come across a guy that doesn't want to be coached, fuck him, get rid of him, and go on to the next thing. And I think, you know, we talk a lot about Kyler Murray and does he want to be coached? We're about to fucking find out. I guarantee that's you right. that because if Bruce – or not Bruce Arians, I'm sorry. Sean Payton comes through that door, and he says, no, that's bad. You need to start doing this. I, you need to look at this, da, 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 da. And Kyler Murray starts going prima donna. Guess who's going to win that battle? It ain't going to be Kyler. I promise you that. And we love Kyler, and we think we he's a big Kyler. part of this future. But, they, I mean, this is ti- – it's time to graduate from the from the kiddie table and become a big boy franchise. I And I think that's what Michael Bidwell did, did today. The first steps, at least, Bo, of Michael Bidwell saying – we are not the Cardinals of old. We are not going to sit back while two teams from our division go to the playoffs, while another team continues to be aggressive. You know the Rams will be aggressive. We're not going to be the ugly redheaded stepchild of the NFC West. We're going to try to get back there and compete. And to do that, I'm going to have to write off a lot of money that I paid egregiously last February, March, and I got to find a big boy head coach. And I want to get to this super chat, Bo, and I'm going to ask you this. This is from Jacob, $1.99, GM favorites. Love y'all from New England. Jacob, we love you, Bo. GM favorites right now. Who are some names? I'm going to put you on the spot that you like for this job, either internally or externally, as the Cardinals look for a new top executive. 
I mean, you can look around the league and you just look at the teams that have sustained success. I think you want to maybe pick from what's going on in San Francisco. That front office is very impressive. That scouting staff, you've got Ireland's name that's been bandied about because of his relationship already with a guy like Sean Payton. Uh, You you look to to Philadelphia, you you look around the league and and you look for kind of rising stars. I mean, are there any proven commodities out there? I don't think you're going to be able to find that necessarily on the GM market like you're going to be able to find right now on the coaching market. Uh, Lewis Riddick's name's always kind of thrown around. I'd love to see, you know, him get an interview just because obviously people believe that he's a brilliant NFL mind. Uh, I mean, obviously guys like Mike Mayock make you hesitate when you look at guys make the move potentially from the analyst uh, spot to a front office job. But yeah, I mean, you hope to hear just like you're hearing with the Denver Broncos and head coaching candidates, you hope to see some of the top candidates names associated with the Arizona Cardinals and see everybody you solid in your points about, you know, this being an attractive destination, uh, you know, being a top, you know, the vacancies, I think that that's realistic right now. This is not 2018. This is not three and 13. This is not just over 14 points per game in a bare cupboard, especially at the quarterback position. You got Kyler, he can potentially return in October and with the right, you know, leadership, he can get back on track. And that's, that's attractive. I think to, to any head coach, any GM out there and start building this thing, right. Not just year to year, salary cap year to salary cap year and draft to draft. This is building something and putting it in place. And I love what you've said so far, Johnny, about Peyton is he was able to kind of change and, and be the first one to usher in a winning culture in New Orleans. He probably wants to do that elsewhere. Who's craving that this fan base. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that, that make this so, so unique is I, I really do feel like we're, we're kind of in pause until we figure out what Sean Payton's going to want to do. Um, yeah, because I, th- I think Sean Payton will have a lot of say uh, on the GM front. Um, hell, I could even see him just being, you know, uh, you know, uh, have total control and be the GM and coach if that's what he so wanted to do. So um, yeah. it, it's just one of those things. If Sean Payton wants to do that, then do you give it to him or not? I don't know. I love the Lewis, uh, the Lewis Riddick, um, uh, you know, uh, candidate candidacy. Yeah. Um, I, I've always been a big fan of Lewis Riddick. I've, I've always thought that he was very well thought out, very um, methodical in terms of his approach to football. Um, and I think the biggest thing for him is he would give you that stability. Like he has a type, he has a DNA type that he really, really loves in the, in the NFL. And he wants guys to be like that. They want to, they just love the game. They love football. Bruce Arians used to talk about that. Guys is just, that's all they wanted to do. They, they just want to play football. That, that's what they love. I don't know if you could say that about every single NFL or Arizona Cardinal on the roster right now. You look right. at a, at a Dorch, you know that dude balls. You know yeah. he loves ball. I don't know if there's other guys that are necessarily on that same level. And I think Lewis Riddick would, would go a long way in trying to make that happen. Yeah, and we talked about it on the PHNX Cardinals postgame show yesterday. I don't care about offensive, defensive side of the ball for the head coach, their specialty. I, I need somebody who's a definitive leader of men. You have to start there, and then you work your way down from their specific traits. And a big bargaining chip to potentially taking this job as the GM, you've got a top three draft pick. Trevor in the chat, super chat, who do you guys like for the number three pick? Well, it's funny you should say that. We have the draft order here ready to go on PHNX Cardinals, PHNX Cardinals podcast. The Arizona Cardinals were gifted the number three pick by our guys in Denver, Russell Wilson, cooking up the Chargers and Brandon Staley yesterday. So the Cardinals now at 4-13 and have the third overall pick, gentlemen, in a quarterback-rich draft. Chicago potentially being able to trade out from the first overall pick with Bryce Young. 
Houston, knowing they got to saddle their franchise. It sounds like Josh McCown's going to get that job in Houston. Are they going to force the C.J. Stroud, Will Levis pick at two? Could the Cardinals potentially be in a position, gentlemen, where you have Will Anderson and Jalen Carter available to you at pick three? And boy, oh boy. What a what a great way to spearhead this rebuild to potentially to get a blue chip prospect in your front seven, an ass kicker, a disruptor, fall to you at three. It's all but a guarantee that one of them is going to be available, Bo. This is Christmas come early in so many different ways, but I don't want to bury the headline of the Cardinals are going to get a blue chip premium SEC, either defensive tackle or outside linebacker, generational talent, a la Nick Bosa and Quinnen Williams, circa 2019. Yeah. Fox, for the first fall, time in a long time, in the first time in a long time, you've got some a good problem to have, a good problem to have, and and trying to pick between those two or whoever's available third overall or the you know the incredible amount of picks that a QB hungry team would be willing to part ways with for that third overall pick. I mean, it's a great problem to have for the Arizona Cardinals and their fans. Saul doesn't think. Are you talking? Are you talking shit about Jalen? He plays tonight now. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, listen. Oh, those, those are undeniable. those are. Those are solid guys. No, don't get me wrong. But I think you are in the position right now where you have some some teams that right now are quarterback desperate and you might be able to take advantage of that and and really leverage that into multiple draft picks. And why that's important is because if you're able to leverage those into multiple draft picks, now the package for us said Sean Payton becomes a little easier to swallow because even if you have to give up a first rounder, maybe you have another backup first rounder um, as well. So, so I think these are, these are all parts of the, the, the talking points as we move forward and trying to figure out um, how this is all going to work. But, uh, and, and honestly, like, I think right now, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you need premier players. So yeah. I would like for them to stay at three and figure out a different way to, to be able to get coach Payton. But um, I, falling back and getting multiple first round picks and being able to solidify your offensive line and defensive lines, I think is a, a is, is of the utmost premium right now. I mean, there's a really good chance you're going to get maybe the highest ranked overall player in the draft at number three. If two yeah. quarterbacks go ahead, unless somebody's got Bryce young as the best overall player in this draft, there's a good chance you're going to get the top player in the draft at three. And I think no matter the package, realistically speaking, if somebody wants to trade up for a Will Levis or something, I, I just, uh, to me, it's like rebuild your franchise the right way with star blue chip players. I The Cardinals have, I don't want to say enough, like middle of the roster players, but how many true stars do they have? They've got Buddha, right? They've got some young players that we like, but wh- who's a 20-something-year-old that they're like, they're, they're a 10-year stud Pro Bowl player. They don't have enough of those players, and I think it's a watered-down approach to me just immediately say like, well, we got to go get more picks, more picks, more picks. Listen, the Cardinals, they don't have a ton of day three picks, but we're going to break it down throughout the course of the offseason. They've got two-thirds. They've got now pick 35. You could trade down from pick 35. I mean, a lot of people don't want to hear this. DeAndre Hopkins can net you a high pick. Like, there are different ways to rebuild. To me, and I'm with you, Saul, like, if Will Anderson, if you think he's fucking Lawrence Taylor 2.0 ass kicker, you just take Will Anderson, and you have a 12 to 15 double-digit sack artist for the next five to seven years. If you think Jalen Carter is the reincarnation of, I don't know, 
um, you know, Aaron Donald or somebody like that, where you can terrorize these immobile quarterbacks in your own division, Geno Smith and Brock Purdy's ass, make them uncomfortable. That's what you do. Aaron, Aaron Donald ain't getting fucking beat up by the Ohio State. All right. Why? All right. Let's, that let's, right now. let's so watch him kick ass against ass up tonight in the national no, championship game. No, hey, no, no. Here's, here's what I'll say to that, Saul. I mean, it, depending on what happens tonight, regardless, where are you sending me at the end of February? Going to Mobile. We're going to be at the Senior Bowl. PHNX Sports, PHNX Cardinals. We're going to be at the Senior Bowl. We're going to be at the Combine. We, we are not going to have any stone unturned as far as scouting these prospects and who's going to be available at three for the Arizona Cardinals. Should they trade back? Is there somebody worth the stick and pick? We're going to know. We're going to tell you those names. You're going to get first like insight on all of that as far as Carter, Anderson, uh, Murphy with with uh, Clemson, whoever that ass kicker is, we're gonna identify it in the next month, two months. You got to keep it here with PHNX in order to do so. And, and not only that, but also during the Super Bowl, we will yeah. be live from Radio Row. We'll have oh, yeah. multiple guests upon guests upon guests that'll come through and give you their two cents on where the Arizona Cardinals are. So hey, hell, we might even have the future GM on our on our on our show. You just never Please. know. Please come on our show, Cardinals. We're, this is a safe space. Brian in the chat, our guy, Brian. We can fleece, fleece Jim Irsay. It's not hard. Listen, that's one approach. You move down like one or two spots. I'm cool with that. But pull a San Francisco with the Bears once upon a time. Listen, Totri just to- posted something in our chat, too. He said, go get your own Kenny Dillingham, boys. No, no, no. Oh. We're not looking for Kenny Dillingham. We're looking for Prime. <laughs> We're looking for Prime. We're looking for the big guy right now, baby. Yeah. Let's go. This is your prime version of an Arizona Cardinal podcast for newcomers. Welcome. Somebody that's Vikings. bringing Louie. Somebody who's bringing his, his guys in it is his luggage. It's Louie. That's who we want. <laughs> we want everybody to do us a hot favor. We, this is a celebratory day, right? This is a new era, a new day, which means it's a new podcast for you. If you're new, subscribe to PHNX Cardinals wherever you get your podcast. Like this video. Subscribe to PHNX Sports. It doesn't stop here. Bo and company are going to be live at uh, for the press conference they're going to get you all the coverage of phnx underscore cardinals at bo brock 2 p.m when michael bidwell speaks and then guess what ladies and gentlemen we're running it back today phnx cardinals live show number two 4 p.m myself bo brock damian anderson we're gonna have the breakdown of michael bidwell's comments potentially we could get more news regarding the gm head coaching search but again take solace everybody in knowing new gm new head coach Top three draft pick. We haven't had much to celebrate on this podcast over the course of the last calendar year. This is a new day. We appreciate all of you. For Saul Bookman, Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you at four. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.